anything can be an asset or liability. Right. It's the it's your mindset for that. Exactly. That determines what it's going to be because these products and these things they're amoral. They don't have any uh, ideas behind them. It's the user of them that will turn them into an asset or a liability. Or a liability. That's good. Yeah. That's real good. What up, what up? This is the Literacy Kings podcast. My name is Corey Paul, rapper, creative, and entrepreneur. And I'm Jamarcus Traham, a.k.a. Jay with the NBA, investor and teacher. Hey, man, we grew up in a neighborhood with like a 40% dropout rate and didn't read a book until we was grown men. But once we did, it changed our lives. So now we breaking down books to build up culture. We are the Literacy Kings. Now... All right, we live, man. Chapter two, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. We gonna go ahead and jump in this thing, man. Uh, Jay, how you feeling? You you good to go? Yeah, man, I'm good, man. I'm excited uh, about chapter two. Chapter two is my favorite chapter, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can see that. I, I gotta go through and see which one my favorite is, but I can see chapter two being the um being the the top one. So um so chapter two is about financial literacy. Um, the whole chapter is basically him, him explaining, um, it, you could probably sum up chapter two saying this, don't matter how much money you make, it's about how much money you keep and you ain't going to keep most of your money. If you don't know about money, you know what I'm saying? That's pretty much much. what he's saying, you know what I mean? Into it. So, um, so it's funny. My stepdad used to tell me that. Like, but I know he ain't real rich that poor dad. <laughs> no, he used to tell me the same thing. He's like, nah, my money, my, how much money you make is how much money you keep. He would say it all the time. It's like he knew it intuitively. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's dope. Nah, that's dope. Yeah, I didn't know. I never even thought about that, bro. Like, I never even thought about that before. <laughs> I, I just always thought it was about how you made a bunch. You know what I'm saying? You was good to go. Um, but yeah, that's that's accurate, though. So all right, let's jump off, jump, jump off the bridge, man. Okay, uh, starting out, um, when uh, he opens up the chapter. So let's see what we want to go to for the um, for the open. Um, so he he basically so one thing in the beginning is I know that he opens up and he's talking about um, just what we're saying. Um, it's not about how much you make; it's about how much you you keep. And so he opened up real he talked about how, how him and his wife retired early you know what right. I'm and he was saying we retired early because our assets um and 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 the in and the income off of our assets you know our cash flow was able to cover all our expenses so the only thing Correct. we had to work on or, or focus on is making more you know what i'm saying off of right. the assets um which is a big opener because i think that's kind of you know that's a real high button you know retiring early you know what i'm saying uh, you know Correct. so he said how he did it you know off of there and then he went into uh talking about i think it was like back in like 1923 or something he was saying how it was the meeting uh with some of the, ben, the nine businessmen yeah yeah yeah, the the meeting with the nine businessmen and they, you know, richest, you know, um, in the U.S. And he was saying, you fast forward, you know, years later, and basically a lot of them ended bad. You know what I'm saying? Ended oh, all of them, pretty much. 
Yeah, what do you say? Broke, begging, uh, didn't want them to kill themselves. Got out of jail. Jail. Got out of suicide, yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I ain't yeah. gonna lie to you, bro. I had to look up Charles Swap because I was like, yeah. giving him a damn quarter <laughs> of mine if he died penniless. But now nah, that was a different Charles Swap, though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because I'm about Swap, like, he talking about it, but... The Charles Schwab you talking about is the steel company. Mm, uh, okay. But I thought he was talking about the financial Charles yeah. Schwab. I was like, yeah. they need to shut that down immediately. <laughs> he, he died. He, he died penniless. Right, yeah. right, right, right. That's not him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a different one. Yeah, and and, and so that um, you know what I'm saying. So um, so just within that, you know what I'm saying. He just he just starting it off. You know what I'm saying. He's starting it off real big or whatever. Um, talking about. You know, okay. I know you're thinking about you know people about how I get rich, how I make money, how I get how I get you know right. how I get it. And he like that's actually not the most important thing is how to get it. You know, it's it's how to keep it. You know what I mean? And I, I let you take it from there because I know you had some dope notes about you know just understanding the wealth versus poverty mindset because it can be generational. You know, um, right. in attaining and keeping. Uh, all right. So let me bounce. Let me bounce to the culture first. Then I'm gonna come back. For sure. Um, when you grow up in poverty, uh, a dollar, your next dollar means everything to you. So, um, just focus on man. I gotta get it. I gotta get it. I gotta get it. I gotta get it. Nobody told me that I had to have a plan for it once I do get it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Nobody told me how quickly I'm going to lose it after I get it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So um, I think that what he's saying is completely true. Matter of fact, I know, not only think, I know it's completely true because I've been there. Um, right. I've gotten, I've, I've focused my energy on getting a large sum of money. And when I got it, didn't have not the slightest idea what I'm going to do with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, it resulted in me not keeping it. Right, right, so right. It's uh, it, what he's saying. I, I'm a real life example. Yeah, uh, of what he's saying is true. Um, but and for the culture, just think about like I, like I said in uh, chapter one, how much wrong we're doing to get this depreciating currency. Mm-hmm. And if you got if you're doing all this wrong in our culture, you in these streets, you in the strip club, you wherever you 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 know you scamming boys, you doing whatever you doing, taking penitentiary chances, risking your life. Right. Can get killed over it. And you don't really have a plan for it. All you know is I need it. I need to get right. this bread. Right. But right. you don't end up keeping any of it. You bond, right. you got paying lawyers, uh, bondsmen, all that. Like, you're doing all of this. We're running in circles, man. You're really in a rat race, but you're in a, um, a, a, a crime infested rat race. Exactly. You know what I'm exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and so that's, you know what I'm saying? That's a good point because uh, it's all, it's all based on the foundation, right? Like, like the, the, the getting the money would be the house, you know what I mean? But it's the classic example of if you build a house on a, on a poor foundation, it's going to crumble anyway. You know what right. I mean? And so let's take a look. Just, let's just pause for a quick second. Cause man, as you saying what you saying, I had no idea, you know what I'm saying, what none of that meant, man. And I feel like when you can get that, it's powerful. So before we move on, I just want to make sure it's clear, like, what we're saying about 
getting money you know it's not about getting it but it's about keeping it so when you get money so it's a lot, a lot of you know young ones coming up they trying to get money and then there's some cats you know what i'm saying then had a little money already some cats then lost big you know right but the concept is when you trying to get money it's a saying for every dollar you make for every one dollar you make it's two people trying to get it you know what i'm saying and so you know so it's like when you do make money whatever your hustle is and you man you got 10 bands all right now that you got these 10 bands what's gonna happen is your mind gonna start going okay what do i do with the 10 bands on top of that you got if you're doing it if you you know on the up and up you're gonna have the the taxes that comes with it you know what i'm saying okay. the fees that come with it if you put it in a bank um you know what i'm saying uh inflation in product deflation in the do- in the dollar that's just nothing you can even avoid right and then right. you know when you come from that that hit a lick mentality that's always was my mind so you hit a lick you know what i'm saying you just keep hitting them when you come from that mindset and you're thinking about how you can flip and how you can, you know, um, double your money, then it's not necessarily the um, the best way to go about it, right? So right. when you get that 10, by the time the things that you can't stop happen to it, the little, um, you know, unplanned things, and then you just going, okay, how can I make more, right? By, by take, how can I take this money and make more versus how can I, you know, uh, utilize this money, right, to build a font to, to help me, you know what I'm saying, as I'm uh, uh, growing, then it, it kind of gets thrown thrown off or whatever. So, you know, that's, it's just really important to understand that part before, you know, it, we even go forward. I, um, I just think that um, when you are focused on getting money, uh, and those expenses hit you and you can't keep them, you're gonna realize how less, uh, how low your goal was. Mm-hmm. And, and you're gonna repeatedly raise it over and over and over. When I got my first 10 bands, I was like, I, cause I remember when I was at zero bands, right. I was like, man, if I, could just, if I could just get a thousand, man, I'm straight, right. I got a thousand, then I'm like, Man, if I could just get five thousand, I'm straight. Mm-hmm. When I got five, I'm like, say, man, ten, bro, boom, put me where I need to be. Right. Here, got right. ten bands and realize how quick you can blow through ten bands. Exactly. Like, exactly. I'm probably gonna need like twenty five or fifty, bro. Yeah. I ain't, you know what I'm saying yeah. like that because it's never gonna stop. You know, yeah. Race. And, and um, um. Like Jay said, you don't know my expenses. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> I gotta get a bigger place. Like so, um, the expenses gonna chase the income too. Right, 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 right. Which which leads to the perfect the perfect point. You know, is uh. So we talked about the foundation. So it leads to the per the perfect uh, point of knowing the difference between the asset and the liability. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, knowing the difference between the asset and 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 the liability. So getting the the understanding. So, and this is part of, um, this is part of the, the education, you know what I'm saying? Right. This, this whole chapter, knowing the asset and the, and the liability. So what he's saying is it, you know, so what he's saying is when you, when you have money that come in, then you can either spend this money on, um, assets or liabilities, 
And so, Jay, you can actually go ahead and break down. You you would do a probably better job than me to breaking down the asset versus liability. All right. Well, let me back up a little bit because uh, um, he started off the chapter talking about generational wealth. Mm. And uh, like the first paragraph, it was so much. It was so potent in there. He said, um, well, you know, they had fast forward. They had grew up a little bit. He said, uh, Mike has taken over Rich Dad's empire. And has point, done right, right. has done a great job, and now he's in turn raising his son to take over for him, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that was that generational wealth aspect. And the truth is, the truth of the matter is, you're either going to pass down wealth or you're going to pass down poverty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Both mm-hmm. of them are generational. Yeah, physically and you know in mindset. You wonder why it takes so long for people to come up because you're trying to fight something off in one generation mm-hmm. that's been affecting your family for generations. Facts. So you're going to be almost superhuman if you can do that. Right, right, you know right. You right, what I'm right. saying? <laughs> like, uh, uh, I mean, we're going to, we attempt it, of course, but um, um, it's generational. Like I, uh, I was um, reading up on the other day, you could pass down housing <laughs> to people you know what, what, you what I'm saying so like if you have project housing right um like Houston is hood or whatever you got your housing right mm. so uh, most people uh like I know my kinfolk used to do that they said man you, know, uh, you keep I'm gonna keep your housing and then uh I'm gonna move somewhere else and I'm gonna let you stay in this house mm, right so I can, it, you're, can you're, keep it in the family literally you're willing down government mm. assistance, bro. Mm. Now, should you be willing down government assistance or should you be willing down uh, actual real estate property deed that right. you own? Right. Both of those, uh, both of those, those mindset, girl, you better go get you some stamps. Girl, right. you better go get you this. Girl, you better go get you that. Like, you're going to wheel down uh, generational wealth or generational poverty. Power. You have to pick. You have to pick. Because either way it goes, it's going to get pushed down. Powerful. 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 Yeah. <laughs> powerful. Yeah. And But I don't think that we... I don't think that we... I don't think we think that. We just thinking we got something. You know what I'm saying? Let's keep that something. You know? And, and not necessarily thinking that this ain't the something we want. You know what I mean? Like, that should have been a step to get to the next level. You know what I mean? Uh, well, I mean, the enemy does it to us all the time. Uh, the power of distraction, um, right? To where I'm gonna just give, I'm gonna give you good, so you can cheat on great with good. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's good. Like, you'll be good. Mm, take these groceries. Take. I'm gonna fill up this little Lone Star card. You know, once a month, you're gonna be good. Right. You're not gonna be great though. You know what right. I'm saying? I'm gonna give you this place you can live. It's on hood. It's on housing. You know, you'll be good. Right. You can't pass it along to your grandchildren, though. You can't do this. You can't do that. It's not a deed attached to it. You can't get no equity line of credits on it. You can't right. do that. You're not gonna be great. You'll exactly. Be good, though. <laughs> and you know, the other thing too is it doesn't scale. You know what I'm saying? Like right. when whenever 
whenever they build in apps or or you know new startups they ask the question like is this an idea that can scale meaning if it worked for 10 can it work for 20 can it work for 100 can it work for 100,000 cuz if it can keep scaling up then the company can make more money right now even in a biblical mm-hmm. standpoint as we're doing ministry in life we asking is what we're doing something that can scale right so whatever mm-hmm. you know so we can go biblical times right well, you should be asking you should be asking that <laughs> you should be asking that question right if we're trying to reach the ends of earth is this something that can only be done for 10 people or is this something that we can scale right it should be able to scale so we can reach more people so it it goes the same way housing doesn't scale you know what I'm saying? Like, like <laughs> you know, you don't, you can't, real estate scales. Owning, really? owning one piece turns into two, three, four, you know, and so on. So then that's how, you know, we go, like say, tr- trading it, that good uh, for the great. That's good, bro. Yeah, uh, 60% of wealth in this country is home equity. Mm, 60%. And black <laughs> people, and black people, uh ownership in real estate has been declining over the years you know what i'm saying that it's been declining and so you know seeing seeing numbers like that you know it has to get our mind going and to figure out you know what's the what's that issue because it's 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 you can you can check for yourself and see that ownership uh especially in real estate is directly correlated with wealth you know and wealth building that's just that's just commonly known you know what i'm saying yeah. Um. I'll say this, and then you can move on. Um. Because we have a history of uh, black and brown people getting wealth stolen from them. Big facts. And couple that on top of the fact that we get paid less than our white counterparts, mm-hmm. our Asian counterparts, for the same particular job. Mm-hmm. If you are already. Uh, 50 meters behind in a 100 meter dash mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then the things that you do get you need to hold on to them and you need to pass them to your children and to your grandchildren so they won't be starting from zero maybe they'll only be 25 yards behind right, in a 100 right. yard dash and right. eventually over generations at least your particular segment should catch up right 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 you know right yeah that's good it, because so I think that's so that's a point we have to stop on, man, because so the reason why the history. So because we're talking about financial literacy, so all of this is applicable. So the reason right. why the history is so important, man, because it helps you understand. And once you can understand, then you can process and proceed. You feel me? Right. So, right. you know, you know, Jack, we 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 were. And then sometimes, speaking for myself, probably you too, you still have flashes of those, that frustration, you know what I'm saying? Or feeling like, you know, you, you could be or should be or want to be further. Well, a oh, lot no, of, I, you know what I'm saying? So a lot of I, I, oh, our little no, homies, our cousins, our partners, a lot of them feel the same way. They upset, they angry, you know, with old dog saying, uh, minister society, you know, I don't think God care about us. If, if he did, why he got us living like this? Why he leave us here? Why he leave us here? You know what I'm saying? So, so with that, with that understanding, understanding the history can help us um, place that 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 anger or those or those emotions. It, it can help us place it properly and then focus. So when we're talking about this ownership and not having housing and you know you know having a deed and stuff like that, th- we got to think like I say, this has been taken and robbed and st- you know 
stolen over years and years and years. So mm-hmm. when we think about slavery and all that kind of stuff, people want to make it seem like it was 400, 500 years ago. Bro, so when my mom was born, we were still fighting for the right to vote. They were still redlining. Right. Yeah, right. you know what I'm saying? They still it's still redlining with, you know, lower income on this side and you know what I'm saying, richer people on this side. This is not my opinion. These are facts. Bro, that's right. Mama was born. We're not talking about back in 1700. You know what I'm saying? Nah, this nah, this pre- ain't Chicken George, no. Yeah. You know <laughs> this is the nah. generation. So, right. when I, my eyes open up at 16, however, and I'm like, man, I'm out here. Do we doing bad? You know what I'm saying? But I'm trying to. I'm trying to get it, rich, rich, rich boys over here, broke boys over there. I ain't trying to be on this side. I'm trying to be on this side. Right. How <laughs> can I get it? And now I'm just now, I'm, now I'm just a dog with it. I, I got, I got to get it because I don't understand how this been systematically put in place over time. You know, I'm just mad and I'm trying to get it. But then once we can understand, then it's like, okay, my, you know, my grandma was able to, you know, my grandma grew up on, you know. Uh, sharecropper is a sharecropper you know what i'm saying her people were sharecroppers they ain't own nothing my grandma eventually owned her house you know what i'm saying now my mom she'll be able to own her house and and plus now then i should be able to continue to level that up so you know i may not be able to like you say i may not be able to shoot to the top with the superhuman you know what i'm saying but i could put journey further along than i was yeah that's important. Well, let me give you let me give you let me give you mine. So you gave me yours. Let me give you mine, then we can move on. So <clears throat> I'm from Third Ward, man. And uh I grew up uh that main intersection, Till Western and uh and Winburn by the Sally store. I always tell you about <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well Till Western is a is a is an interesting street in Third Ward because it cuts right through the middle of Third Ward. Mm. So Till Western, Till Western will take you from the CUNY Home Projects where I grew up all the way to North McGregor where the houses that look like Fresh Prince with the big old pillars. Yeah, yeah. So, um, back in the day, I used to catch, uh, I think it was the 29 TSU U of H show. It was a Metro bus. And uh, I used to catch it to to go to uh, elementary school. Hmm. Now, here's the thing. On one end of this bus, when I, that I'm getting on, it's County Home Projects. If I pass up my stop and I just keep going, Mm. I will run into these huge mm. mansion style houses. I'm on the same street. Yeah, thing. that's good. Yeah. So that's when I started paying attention, like why I wasn't born down there. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> Instead of mm-hmm. why was I born down here? Mm-hmm. That was my first inkling that it was, it started before me. Exactly. Exactly. You know what exactly. I'm saying? And if you're going, you you're either going to stop the book with you Mm-hmm. Or your children, or your children, gonna have to deal with the same issues you did, and financially you didn't change anything in your family history. Right, right. That's good, bro. Yeah, that's the first inkling. So that's a perfect. That's a perfect segue into asset versus liability. So that's that's the the crux of of this um, chapter two is understanding. The key is understanding assets versus li- liabilities. You want to break it down, Jay? Um, I'm gonna keep it super simple, just like Robert said in the book. Please do. Assets make you money. Mm-hmm. Liabilities cost you money. Don't marry a liability because mm-hmm. you have dreams of it being an asset. Mm. Like 
it is uh, uh robert said that um assets are defined by numbers not words that's good right in the book so that's good um yeah uh, uh jesus said a tree that ain't producing needs to be chopped off you know mm. what i'm saying mm-hmm. um mm. it, it is what it is like um i have done this before i have acquired something and it was really a liability but I, I had dreams of turning it into an asset. Right, right. right. Speculation. That's a, that's a speculative investment. Uh, that's what they would call it. You speculating that it'll go up. I think um, if I have any advice for a young person or anybody from our culture, if it's making money, it's an asset. If it's not making money, it's not. Don't think too hard about it. That's good. Because you're going to go deeper into a liability trying to convert it to an asset. Right, 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 you know right. That's saying? good. So, an example, of the, of the, so let's say so the uh, ABC example of that is, you know, you get you get your check or you get some money. You get $1,000. You know what I'm saying? Now, like you said, assets put money in, liabilities take out. You get that thousand dollars, and after everything said and done, you know, for you to eat and whatever, say you got five hundred dollars left. Okay. At five hundred dollars, you have a choice to go and invest in an asset or a liability. Correct. Right. If you go and say, I'm gonna buy, um, I'm gonna go get a, you know, a, a, a car. Use my savings for the down payment. You know what I'm saying? To go get a car. You know, um, and then you know I can pay uh, five hundred dollars a month on it because that's how much I have left over five hundred a month. You know, on my car or whatever. Well, that's a liability, right? Because sure. that car isn't gonna make you money. That car is a liability. Now, here's the thing: I use that because everybody need a car, right? That's okay because you may need a car. You know what I'm saying? It's a necessary liability. It's, it's a necessary liability, but it's a liability. You know what I'm saying? It's a liability. Don't confuse it, though. Don't confuse because you gotta, you have to put money out, right? Now, mm-hmm. the opposite is, say you go, well, you know what? I'm good on the car. I already got a car. I'm good with whatever. I got this $500. You know what I'm saying? Uh, how can I invest in an asset, right? How can I invest into something that makes me money? Um, I use this as an ABC kind of mentality. Say um, you wanted to... Um, start a t-shirt start selling t-shirts and so you put that five hundred dollars as an investment into your your t-shirt company rolling right and Mm -hmm. that t-shirt so that five hundred dollars that you put into it right that can possibly start to yield more money over time because you invested in equipment you invested in a product you invested in marketing and blah 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 so then as you start producing shirts now the first month you make 200 off of it the second month you make 300 now you back even and after that it's just straight profit right right so that's the kind of basic you know the basic level of like asset versus lie you know versus liability now on a larger level you know you got real estate as it can be an asset real estate can be i mean a stock can be an asset you know um all of these different things and then liabilities can go on and on it could be a car a liability can be um you know um house yeah if you buy yeah that's a good if you buy a a house that's also man listen bro your playstation 4 could be a liability bro yeah facts yeah yeah because 
a liability is by definition is anything that you buy that's going to cost you more money after you already acquired it. Right, and games. With that being said, the games. PlayStation 4 is a liability. Right. Because right. after you acquire it, you're constantly acquiring games as well. Right, right, right. And and I think that for like the level of like the level of that, that you starting with, like when you just get night, you gotta kinda look at it from a personal aspect of which where are you in life? You know what I'm saying? And what, how can you shake, right? You know, so it you know, if Jay get a thousand dollars, how he might invest his may be different from me, maybe different from my little homie that's nineteen. So right. like I ain't trying to get into real estate of stock, you might be in the shoes. You know what I mean? So you may go right. get the bread, so get whatever Jay as soon as they drop, just to resell them. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like you know, and so now, I know, you know, I know this is in your notes somewhere. I'm not sure where, but anything can be an asset or liability. Right. It's the it's your mindset for that exactly that determines what it's going to be because these products and these things they're amoral. They don't have any. Uh, ideas behind them. It's the user of them that will turn them into an asset or a liability. Or a liability. That's good. Yeah. That's real good. Now, this is completely off, not completely off base, but because of what you said, I like that. Because so, say we go back to the um car example, right? right. If you just getting your car to drive you around, the car is not making. Even if the car is doing good things for you, that don't make it an asset unless by definition. By no. definition. But say you go get this car and then you start Ubering, you know what I'm saying, with the car or, you right. know, something like that. Now, in the future, future, you know, according to Tesla, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> By the time my kids grow up, they're going to have the autom- the, a fully automated, uh, I mean, fully autonomous driving, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. you don't need a person in the car. So if you go buy a Tesla, you know what I'm saying, 10 years from now then you can turn your Tesla into like a robo Uber. You feel me? And right. ha- have it go out and work while you working. Like this, you know, some 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 next level type stuff or whatever, turning a liability into an asset. But at the basis, you know, that's like, that's exactly what Jay's saying. The example, you can go buy the Jays and just wear them. Now they're a liability because that's, ain't no more, you're going to gonna be buying cleaning spray or whatever else. It ain't putting no more money in your pocket, but you go get them, hold them, and flip them. Now you just purchase an asset. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're, it's not that one pair of Jordans. It's not that one Gucci shirt. It's your fashion habit that's a that's liability. liability. Right, right. That's going to keep it coming. That's going to keep money going, exiting out of your pocket. Right. So it's that particular Good. That is that's a good. liability you know when you said that i thought this i think this is really good that's uh because same the same way uh what you're saying that that fashion habit is the liability um you can be an affiliate for nike right so if you know what an affiliate is it's basically when a company pays you to promote their product so nike reebok all of these people have affiliate um partnerships and so if I go and I just buy Nike and I'm just wearing it and I'm just wearing it, ain't nobody. That's cool. I, I, you you got to wear clothes. I ain't seeing it. You just got to understand when you writing down how much you paying for for you know your clothes. That's in the that's in the expenses liability column. You know what I'm saying? But 
if you have a, a, a partnership with Nike, right? And I'm not saying like you got to be LeBron. I'm saying if you say you got social media following or you, you know, you a fashion person. So you stay po- po- posting on Instagram and people vibe with you. You can go right, apply. You're an influencer. You're an influencer. Yeah. So you can go and apply yeah. for the affiliate program with Nike. You feel me? So now they go, okay, bet. Yeah. Well, whenever somebody hits your link to buy products, you get a 15%, you know what I'm saying? Uh, cash back or, 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 or a 15% uh, commission. Now, right. you know what I'm saying? You, <laughs> now, so you may be able to move the, your, your wardrobe to an asset. It's like you said, Jay, right. it's all in the mindset of how we think. But the problem is, if we start with, I'm finna get fresh, I'm finna have, I'm finna be dripping, <laughs> can see me, and they can hate me. You know what I'm saying? I want them to hate <laughs> me. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm dripping. You know what I'm saying? Love me and hate me, right? That mindset you go, you gonna get to the liability cop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, no, uh, expeditiously. Yeah, it's um, it's important. Um, it's an important skill. Yeah. Um, to the reason why you have to know the difference between an asset and a liability is because you can turn one into the other. Thanks. You can, you can get a company. You can people do it all the time. People acquire companies that are underwater, mm-hmm. and they turn them they turn them around back into valuable assets again. Right, right. And then there's people who uh, have good assets, and under their management, they become deficit and become liabilities. So anything can be either one. It's the right. mindset driven that's driving it that determines which one it's going to be. Right, right, right. Like right, your right. house can be an Airbnb, yeah, you know, uh, anything, uh, right. you, software, apps, your phone, anything right. that you're using can be an asset or a liability. Right. It just starts your social asset. media. Your social media page is, is making you money. It could be costing you money because you're spending too much time on it and you're not being productive. Mm-hmm. So your social media habit can be an asset or a liability. Right, 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 right. That's good, bro. And so, SS liability. I think we we definitely, you know, what I'm saying <laughs> we because that's it, though, man. I, you know, I, I know you know just how that once you start understanding it, because like you said, you said it um, in your notes. Uh, you you said it. Uh, money follows the cash flow pattern in your head. You know what I'm saying? That's basically what you just said. Wherever you thinking it, that's where you gonna send it. Um. So okay. Uh, asset liability. Now, so as he moved on, and we he spends a lot of time. He spends several pages breaking that down. Oh, too. No so we we t- we 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 talk about it so long because he got page after page after page. You know, just mm-hmm. showing that he goes in a lot of more in depth detail or whatever. Um, you know, what I'm saying so you could you know you could grab the book. It's, it's a link below. You know, in the description to, to grab rich dad poor dad, and you can see all of the charts. You know, the um cash flow uh, charts and income um income versus uh, you know expenses all that stuff um right. but so he so then he moves on and he says that the reason why a lot of us don't think like that i didn't think like that for years you know what i'm saying um he's like it's one of the main reasons he points to is the education system um he talks about how it's 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 antiquated and it basically you know it it teaches you how to get the skills to go work, but it doesn't 
teach you what to do um, when you get the money from applying those skills. And so, Jay, I think that obviously, you know, you can speak to that, <laughs> um, you know, because he because he basically says this and I, I push it to you. But because he, he's saying he's saying to do this stuff that I'm talking about, the stuff me and Jay talking about, the stuff Rob is talking about in the book. He's like, you're going to look different. You're not going to look like everybody else. Most people not going to be doing that thing. And so it's a lot of fear that can come with that and, and feeling like you are outsider because you're not doing what everybody else doing. But everybody else is only doing what they're doing because that's what they've just been taught, you know, over over the, the years. Um, In another book, I don't know if it's Cashflow Quadrant or... Uh, Oh, it might be why does A students work for C students? By the way, we need to do that one too. For sure. There's a book sure. called Why Does A Students Work for C Students? And, and B students for the government. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, man. So yeah. Uh, he's exactly right. Being from inside the education system, I try to change it a little bit, but he's exactly right. The education system produces soldiers and employees. Mm. Um um, based on curriculum, based on standard core curriculum, it produces uh, employees and soldiers. Mm -hmm. um, there is not a lot of uh, free thinking that's rewarded. And mm -hmm. if it is rewarded, it's rewarded probably on special projects, mm -hmm. per se, as opposed to everyday thinking, right. of every, everyday free thinking. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, a lot of people say um, there's one. This is the this is one answer. This is the answer. That's it. Yeah. You know, if the answer is either A, B, C, or D. It's not uh, multiple. You know what I'm right. saying? You can't use multiple ones. But in life, it's multiple. Right. Right. In, right. In business, it's multiple. Like t Target uh, answer and Walmart answer not the same, but they both answer the question: How do we get products to consumers? Exactly. Like, it, it, yeah, in life there are more than one answer. It's good, but but because uh, we've been through the school system, we think, oh, it's only one way. This is the only way, and mm -hmm. you get boxed in, mm -hmm. and it kills your creativity, and uh, you get stuck in that path on that path, right? Um, and if you're, you're not going to have an entrepreneur spirit, you're not going to have a business spirit if you don't have creativity. Right, if right. If you're programmed to look for a certain answer and, and you don't really hash out critical thinking skills, which is mm -hmm. my main, that's my main um, beef with the education system. It kills mm -hmm. critical thinking skills. Right, I right. Think critically. I can just remember this. I can just remember that. I don't have to think critically. Right. Well, in life, you do. Right. In business, right. you do. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was an uh, investor um, talking on, um, uh, what was it? I think uh, CNBC or MSNBC, one of those, MSNBC. It was an investor. It was an investor from China. Um, was, uh, and he was speaking. This was very long story short a while ago when the um the the tariff war between the u.s and, right. and china was popping trade war. you know yeah the trade war you know you, you can go look it up right. but trump was wanting them to pay higher tariffs for whatever reason and so it was we was beefing and so they were talking to this investor from china and you know you know for a, a while now you know the u.s is the king u.s is the you know we the big dogs 
but China's been building and you know, you know, approaching. And the investor said something. He said that they asked him basically, does he feel like China could, you know, overtake the the US when it comes to technology? You know, when it comes because you know that's that's where all the money is made. The top out of the top five companies, what I always think is yeah, Facebook, at least Google, four. <laughs> at least yeah, it's four of them or the top globally, the top growth uh five grossing uh companies four of them or like tech social and then warren buffett <laughs> uh berkshire <Right>. Hathaway. <laughs> you know what i'm saying so so you know so he was asking you think can he does he think the u.s could i mean the china can knock the u.s off for its technology and he said uh it's a long while ago before that happened he said the reason is generally in the u.s not necessarily in the school system but he was saying generally in the u.s there's um a spirit of entrepreneurship and innovation um you know that that is uh, encouraged you know uh but in china that's not you do what you know what you're supposed to do you learn when you're young what you're supposed to be good at and you do that thing so the heart of inspiration and out-of-the-box thinking mm-hmm. and creativity that hasn't always been the main driving force so while they'll kill it at producing a product and doing it for a lower cost thinking of you know five six ten years down the line it's not something that they've you know been um accustomed to doing you know you know since they were young this is him saying that you know um and so he was like that's where it it, it separates and so i thought that was powerful because Here in our school systems, that's not the case, but it's so many outside factors that we have free access to that allows us to, you know, kind of bust out of that, you know, that box mm-hmm. um, that has uh, allowed I, That's why I think, that's why I think the school system, it's not going to ever change mm-hmm. <laughs> because mm-hmm. of that, because of the things that are outside. There's so many nonprofits that will teach you financial literacy. So mm-hmm. why would we put it in school? There's exactly. so many, <laughs> so many nonprofits that'll do this, this program will give this this software teaches that this apple teach you that so why would we change the whole education mm-hmm. school system if we could do if they can get that outside help yep. we'll we'll just supplement them with this exactly. supplement them with that exactly um um if we were to switch on us china based or singapore shout out to singapore map because they got some of the best map in the world mm. um but if we were to switch to their system um you're right we would lose um, partial greatness in this country because strain creates evolution. Mm, and because you have this strain, because I, I didn't grow up with it, I didn't get access to it, it creates that hunger to it. So in some aspects, it's good. Mm-hmm. But for the overall majority, I feel as an education, we do need to overhaul some things about this. Agree, 100%. And it's a, it's, a, it's a debate, but I believe it to be true based off of, you know, my independent researches, you know, talking through how we still are in the same school system that was created back in like the early 1900s or something like that to build factory workers. You know, that's when everything, it was industry. So they wanted to teach you how to be on time, how to follow instructions, how to do what you pull. And that's what you did. You graduated, you went, you know, to work in a factory or some kind of setting like that. You wouldn't know, you know, entrepreneur, that wasn't even a word back then because you had to have so much money and clout to get it popping. Where so now you just need your phone. You know what I'm saying? Your phone and and an idea. Um, So that's good. Um, we keep it a good pace, man. So the last thing that he hits on in the chapter is mind blowing. I was talking to Jay uh yesterday and I was telling him 
you know about i didn't even i didn't know this until i read the book where he's where he's explaining what wealth means what wealth actually right. is so the, the the simple way to put it is and you can correct me if, I'm, if, if you know you think it's a better way to say this jay but uh the simple is where to put it is wealth you are wealthy when your income covers all of your expenses long as your income covers all of your expenses you are wealthy the way that he explains that is the level of wealth is based on how long that can happen so can your income and cover your expenses for a month six months one year 10 years the longer your income can cover your expenses the more wealthy you are is that accurate jay i will put uh the word passive in front of income oh to see that's good that's yeah. good that's good I will put the word passive in front of it because um in the book he clearly says an asset is um uh, a source of income that is not active basically i don't gotta get up and go work in to, to for it to produce income. Exactly. So if if you're gonna base retirement off of this, if you're gonna base your financial future off of this, it is determined of me not actively going up and actively working for a job for a salary for it. So when when if that's the case, and we all know it to be true, that's why real estate and stock become some of the main asset producing um income producing assets because they're so easy to produce income without you actively being there right 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 so right. that's why you get that's why you get these monster asset classes because by definition um i'm gonna make money without me actively having to do something for it right right so exact exactly that so coming off of the liability and that, so that's the thing remember coming off of the liability and asset talk then he goes right. and says now when you get your income and you build your asset column once your asset column meaning your real estate size the stuff Jay's talking about once your asset column uh is producing uh income a cash flow without you having to do anything once it's producing that enough to cover your expenses now you're wealthy and then it grows so right they exactly that has right. to be passive it can't be you going and get a check it got to be you sitting at the house and the, your stock are going up your your real estate mm-hmm. rental in, income is coming in your business that you have uh delegated all the tasks to you know what i'm saying is running um that's where it goes yeah, it's a, i mean it's a process bro um he also equivalates um, assets to trees. Good. He says uh, assets are like trees. You water them, water them, water them, water them, water them. And one day they grow so much to where they don't need you watering them anymore. Good. Right? Good. It's the exactly. perfect example. The perfect example because um, while we're all in this hunt for getting up and getting it, getting it, uh, you should be watering some type of acid, mm-hmm. right? To, to where it's gonna it's gonna replace you actively getting up to go to work. Exactly. Uh, the government say they found that in 401ks for the average person. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's okay, we're gonna uh, make this vehicle for income based, uh, um, for stock based assets, right? Mm-hmm. So the goal is why in your working years, you're dropping money into the 401k. That's in their mind, that's watering the asset, mm-hmm. right? And then when you get to a certain level, uh, or when you get ready to retire, that tree should provide shade for you in, a, mm-hmm. in terms of retirement because mm-hmm. it should be able to pay out because you watered it so long. Well, what the point Robert made in the book is he says, uh, bearing inflation, mm-hmm. bearing any catastrophic change, we should be able to retire. If you do not develop your financial intelligence and you simply put money in your 401k, you are not watering the asset per se, Mm -hmm. which means you are, um, because it takes financial intelligence to water the asset. And if you don't actively do it yourself and you just um, pray to God that a fund manager gets it (laughs) correct. Right, right. You're you're at the uh, the mercy of right. the market, right? You're at the mercy of the market. So um, because you don't, you wouldn't know what to do, and you're gonna be one of those people that's mad at the government. Oh man, the stock market is down. Oh this and oh that down. Well, if you have financial intelligence, you know that wealth is not made or lost; it's simply transferred. Mm-hmm. So if if you're if the money is not in stocks right now then it should be in another asset column. It might be in real estate. It might be in commodities. It might be in businesses. Like if you learn your financial intelligence, how to chase the cycles of where the money is flowing, that's all you really need. Mm -hmm. It's just not in stocks at the moment. Mm -hmm. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That money is might be flowing to um, commodities. So the more you water your mind, which Mm -hmm. is the greatest asset you'll ever have, the more you water your mind, the more you'll realize, oh, I really don't need all of that. I can just ride waves because mm-hmm. I know, okay, the money's not in stocks right now. Let me see where is it. Oh, mm-hmm. the real estate market is up. Oh, the commodities is, is at a certain point. So you can ride the wave. Wherever it's up, sell that and buy the low commodities because when the cycle changes, the one that was low is going to go up. Right. Because all, all of them are intertwined. So right. that's why you need to develop your financial intelligence. Um, and let me give you an example. So I don't want you to be like, Jay, what did you talk about? So um, I, I had a property. Uh, I bought a piece of land from an auction. And um, when I bought it, it was super cheap. It was like 2300 right? So I ended up uh, giving it to South Beach or whatever. So now all you gave it those, to your, You gave it to the church. Yeah. So now... Um, that land is stupid high, like 20 some thousand, 30 some thousand, right? That's but crazy. that same flat, right? That's and crazy. Now, if you were trying to buy that now, good luck. Man. Because now that asset column, the real estate, that asset column has ballooned. Right, 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 but right. What that means is another asset column is undervalued. Mm, that's good, so bro. You should be, so that's you good. should be selling. You should be selling the ballooned asset column to free up capital to buy the undervalued one. Man, that's and good. And then ride the wave. 
Right. That's all it it really is. But that comes from financial intelligence. Right, right, right. And, and bro, I'm not going to even try to add because that was beautiful. All I'm going (laughs) to say is, all I'm going to say is, if you like me, when I first started having these type of conversations with Jay, it sounds so big. It sounds so like, what, how, I don't know about realist. I don't know about stuff. But once you just start, you know, one foot after another, all you read the book. Like just read once you once you just just read. Don't even try to think, man. I don't know how. Just read the book. Read Rich Dad Poor Dad. And by the time you get to the end, you gonna feel like you learn so much. You know so much, and it's not as complicated um, as people uh, may make it seem, or uh, that you that you you know think you know uh, it could be like he's talking about following the cycle. So um, that's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. Well, that's the bro. That's the end of uh, chapter two. With you know, what I'm saying a, a splash on the end. Um, and so to recap, sure. I think biggest the biggest thing to take from it is understand the understand. Uh, Get, get a financial education as your foundation because it don't matter how much money you make it's how much you keep and if you have that financial education then you can keep more of your money once you're able to keep more of your money because of your financial ed- education when you come to the option of purchasing li- more liabilities or more assets you will purchase more assets as you continue to grow your financial education watering right like you said or watering your mind so you can water your assets those assets will start growing the out the 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 cash flow you know the the income that they produce passively right will start growing once that income reaches a point to where it covers your expenses passively now you can consider consider um by robert's term you can consider yourself wealthy right and so at that at that point um another tidbit is he says once you get that covered you shouldn't go out and purchase any other liabilities you know he talks Mm -hmm. about he wanted a um new porsche but he didn't Mm -hmm. go buy the new porsche until he grew his asset column enough to cover the expense so if he was making of the porsche so whatever he was making he said okay i need this much you know to get the porsche once it got there he got the porsche so he kept it in balance you know what i'm saying um and so he kept it in balance and so then you know those four points are really the that's really the summary of, of chapter two and it will if you don't even read nothing else it'll change your life but not as much as if you read the entire book let me tell you let me tell you how chapter two came to life for me um when i got my tax office started i was i think i told you this before i was saving for a car um i I had a vehicle, my slab was messed up, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I had a 99 DeVille, you know what I'm saying? It was messed up. So um, I was like, man, I'm tired of fixing on this car. Uh, I need, I'm need. i gonna save up to buy me a, a new vehicle, right? So I saved mm, probably six or 7,000. Mm. Um, I literally, it was a point in time where I had to catch the bus. I caught the bus for a couple of months. Mm. And like the most demoralizing thing ever is to have a vehicle and still have to catch the bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to hurry up and get this and get this over with, bro. Right. But at the same time, I was reading Rich Dad Poor Dad, and I'm mm. glad I was reading because when Robert gave that example, it also says always buy an asset first mm-hmm. before and let that asset pay for your liability. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because the vehicle is obviously a liability because it keep breaking down and right. <laughs> getting fixed. I took Robert's advice. Instead of spending that six, seven thousand on a car, I used that to open my tax office. Powerful. Powerful. Now, Powerful. That was 12 years ago. Powerful. I still have that tax office. <laughs> Powerful. I don't know where that car is. <laughs> I'm two, three, four, I'm three, four cars down the line. Yeah. I have no idea um, what that lack is. It's um, probably in some uh, federal uh, <laughs> uh, for, uh, seizure uh, lot. I don't know where it's at, bro. Yeah. <laughs> That's but powerful. I still have the asset that bought my next vehicle. And still generates income. Mm-hmm. That's it right there, bro. That's it. Correct. Man, that's chapter two. Uh, make sure you hit the links below um, to check out Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you you, you like. If you're still listening uh, through this whole joint right here, man, shout out to you. You got to subscribe, like, turn the notification on. We're going to be back um, with, with chapter three, man. Um, appreciate y'all checking in. Jay, you good? I'm good, brother. Love. Love. Now, reading is fundamental. fundamental.